What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined, as always, by Glenn Enos Jr. And Matthew Souza. COVID. <laughs> Matthew COVID Souza. Yeah, the, the guest has the vid. So Six if minutes. I sound foggy and I'm going off the rails, maybe I'm not even on topic anymore. That's well, how, you know why. How off the rails are we talking though? Are we talking like OG seller seller days off the rails? Because that no, used to get pretty I, off I, the rails. It's it's like dementia grandpa off the rails <laughs> where he starts talking about banana pudding when you ask him about how, the weather, you know? Oh, mm. yeah. The banana pudding is doing great. That's my favorite <laughs> recipe. Like, Grandpa, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> what are you talking about, old man? <laughs> Asked you how the oh. weather was, you crazy son of a bitch. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Right. So just say that if I start doing that. All right. Um, We made it. We made it to the fantasy postseason. Playoffs? Postseason. The season's over. Because I'm not in the playoffs in the Westport League. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, congratulations to you guys for. Uh, thank you, thank you. You know, being in the playoffs, having a champ, uh, having a chance to win it all—the richest prize in the game. Meanwhile, I am at the bottom of the consolation ladder for the second year in a row, and I want to commit die. Well, I mean, if it makes you feel better. In the slightest, you did knock Jake down there with you. So oh, I know it's great. So that's you know, true. There is yeah. that you can you can take solace in that fact, considering he is your arch nemesis. There's two outcomes that I want. Or I should say, if I'm gonna be in the toilet bowl, there's two outcomes that I want. I want to be in the toilet bowl either against Jake, or I want to be in the toilet bowl either against Craig. And. uh That'd be that'd be good content. I mean, I don't I mean, want to be yeah. in the toilet bowl at all. If you, yeah, if you have to be in the toilet bowl, I have to be. Yeah, ideally, you want to see Craig versus Fryer in the toilet bowl. Oh yeah, or Panacho. Oh, that'd be that'd be a good one. Well, yeah, that, yeah, Panacho and Craig. That'd be a miracle. Oh yeah. Oh, but Fryer so could Fryer could get one too. That's fine. Yeah, you should have gotten it last year. The good news is it's going to be someone new. Completely That's new. True. I oh yeah, because we got it last year. Good job, Mason. It's gonna be someone new because I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not there, which is crazy. Uh, How about for me so to who, think about who has won the toilet? Chris, me, right? me, Chris, Amaral, Amaral, Nacho, Craig, Craig, Uncle Rick, Nacho. I thought Panacho won it. No, Panacho's never won the toilet. No, okay. he had a he, bad no, record, but he had that really bad record. But yeah. I don't think I, he I think that was a year we, before we incorporated we had the it. toilet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think, so, think Amaral was the inaugural winner. Then Mason. Yep. Then Chris. Then Mason. Oh, then me year by year. Then year by year. Here we go. Was it you again back to back? I thought Uncle I, Rick stuck in there one year. Uncle well, Rick. no, Chris. Chris, you did it. get it. You gave him to a gift as Christmas for Christmas. Remember, Chris won it the year the year before last year. Uncle Rick, or no, Craig won it the year before last year. Well, I, what do you see? What I'm trying to get at is 
are we except I guess except Craig, we may have a, a brand new toilet bowl champion. Yes. Because it's Gomes, JV, Fryer, Panacho, Glenn. Jesus. So that's exciting. I'll tell you what, J- JV don't deserve this. You say this every year. He doesn't. No. I, I, I think he has a better up. team than uh, some people that are in the playoffs right now. <laughs> then uh, some people. <laughs> you know, JV has a knack for getting. Well, uh, I, didn't, I didn't want to say a, a specific name because it actually is multiple people. I don't believe belong in the playoffs. I'm gonna make a case right now, and that if is you're how fantasy works. And if you're listening, fan of the pod, Mister Reigning Asterisk Champion Jake Aronson, oh. he found a way. Boy, did he find a way! We'll talk about that in a little bit. But he finishes yes, the year will. at seven and seven. Okay, I finished the year at seven and nine, and. Um, I mm. scored more. I'm sorry, five and nine. Five and nine. I was like, what? I scored more <laughs> points too. than him and had less points allowed. But he's so in. it's like, what happened? Yeah. I'll tell you, that, means, that means when you won, you won big. And when you lost, it was just by little. Only little. I don't like it. Well, I'll tell well, you what. All right, do we want to do we want to we want to jump into how everything shook out? Because I'd like to. All right, yeah. Ahead. So so let's get let's get into it. So there was a lot of scenarios going into last week. Obviously, we had discussed the week before. Uh, there was how many? It was like two seven and six teams, or three seven and six teams, and then there was like five six and seven teams, um, all vying for the last few playoff spots uh and basically going into last week panacho had uh i think Sousa said based on the app had a six percent chance of making the playoffs like he needed everyone who he was tied with to lose and then he needed to beat jake by 70 points 72 to outscore out him Yes, so he wasn't he wasn't actually he wasn't actually playing Jake head to head, but he needed to outscore whatever Jake's final score was by 72 points. And he did that Uh, going into Monday night. It appeared that Brennan was going to beat Jake Aronson because he had uh, no, he had Tyreek. He had Jalen Reed. Is that who he had or Dontavian? Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs. Yeah. The only Packers wide receiver, I didn't say. Yep, he had he had Chig, and then Jake and Giants had, D and Giants D, and then Jake Aronson had Jalen Waddle, um, and like one play into the game, Tyreek sprains his ankle, and we we're like, okay, that's kind of crazy. And then as the game wore on, the score got closer. Ch- did Chig score a touchdown? I believe. No, it was just the the defense of the Giants just kept. Inching higher with a fumble and a interception, they went from like ten to thirteen. Chig was getting some points, um, and Romeo Dobbs had like a catch here and there. But and yeah, Waddle wasn't doing much, so like and Brendan was just slowly catching up. Meanwhile, without Hill, Jake's team wasn't doing. Friar's team wasn't doing anything, and Panacho's team hopped the fuck off 
And he ended up scoring like 140 points. Jake only scored like 60. So he outscored Jake by the amount that he needed to get into the playoffs, which which in and of itself is crazy. Then you factor in that Brendan and Jake's game was coming down to the wire. Brendan ended up losing to Jake Aronson by 0.3. Like literally down to the absolute last last bit of the game. Uh, And... Jake ended up squeaking out a victory. Um, so he ended up getting in the playoffs along with Glenn's dad and then uh, Panacho and Fryer uh, both both missed. Yeah, this was insane. I was because really, you know, if Panacho got in, he would be the eight seed playing me. Um, and there's many reasons why I don't want that. Um, <laughs> his team is good. And for him to potentially knock me out of the first round would be awful. And beyond that, him having a chance for the championship again would be awful when he deserves to be in the consolation. Um, so that was stressful. I'll slip it between both games. I really thought Brendan hadn't won. I didn't even think Jake Aronson winning was even a possibility. So it was all about is Panacho going to outscore Fryer by 72 points, which you'd think would be tough. But yeah, when C.J. Stroud and off. Nico Collins all go out, and Mike Evans only gets one catch this week for some reason instead of his normal 20 points, all of a sudden it becomes possible. Uh, he started Aaron Jones instead of Tyler Lockett. Aaron Jones is out, so he has to switch in Darius Slayton, who does nothing, and um, Mostert and Achan and someone else. Oh, AJ Dillon, they chipped away, and um, and it was I was, and with with Hill getting hurt, obviously Jake had a chance. So I was like constantly, and obviously had the implications on who I play in the first round. So it was so tough because. I wanted the Dolphins. I wanted the Dolphins on the field so Jake could have Waddle getting points. But if the Dolphins are on the field, Panacho is going to have Moser and Achan getting points. So I don't want that. In the other game, I want the Packers on the field to to knock down Brendan's Giants defense. But with the Packers on the field, Brendan has Romeo Dobbs and Panacho has AJ Dillon. <laughs> and so it's just it's, it was a nightmare of what I wanted because it was a lot of conflicting stuff and. Um, Panacho ended up getting the points he needed, so it all came down to Jake and Brendan. And and Tyreek Hill was out for the first half, but he was there. They constantly showed him. He was ready, but he wasn't <laughs> in. He's wearing a Breton knee, but it's like, dude, this game is so close. He's 100% going to come back in, and that's exactly what he did. And as soon as he came in, bang, 20-yard catch. I'm like, oh, God. And maybe another catch out for that, and all of a sudden, Brendan had the lead again. But then he went back out. Waddle got a few catches in the fourth quarter. Jake took the lead again. And then for some reason, somehow the Titans kept this thing a game. Obviously, they won. And it just crazy with like four minutes left in the game. There was at least like two more drives each and within four minutes, which I was like, this is crazy because it's only giving, you know, these people more chances to or Jake (laughs) more chance to lose. And of course, Tyreek was on the field the last drive. And. I thought he'd be a factor. Maybe he was a decoy or maybe he was just well covered, but it didn't end up going his way. They got sacked. Titans won. And so did Jake. He found a way. And although Panacho did what he needed to do, Jake nullified it by getting the win. And he got snuck in. Friars out. Panacho's out. Clint's dad is in. And it was one hell of a freaking finish. Real side note real quick. Jake, uh, Jake had a night, not only winning in that league, but he's also... Uh, the number one seed in our 
a different dynasty that I'm in with him. And I actually faced him. And in order for me to get in the playoffs, I had to beat him. And I had a 20-point lead going into Monday night, but he still had Mostert, uh, Jordan Love, a defensive player, IDP guy. And all I had, because I had Aaron Jones, I had to sub in, uh, is it Patrick Taylor? Who's the second backup behind uh, AJ Dillon? So, through about three and a half quarters, I didn't even, like, watch the games on Monday night because I figured, ah, doesn't concern me in the Westport League. I knew in this league it's already ordered because he's got his quarterback, Raheem Mostert, blah, blah, blah. It's all done. About three and a half quarters, like five minutes left in the the fourth quarter of uh, the Packers game. I'm looking at a score. I have a two-point lead hanging on to that, and I'm like, wow. (laughs) As soon as I say something in the chat, I sent the eye emoji. I was like, I might do this. As soon as I sent that message, <laughs> Jordan Love, Raheem Mostert, and somebody else had like four touchdowns in a matter of two minutes. And I was like, well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, never mind. And yeah, there's the end of my season. But that was Jake Aronson having a good night. And he found a way in the Westport League. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Moving forward. Yes, this is where it gets this is where it gets exciting. This is where um you know Christmas spirit gets destroyed and mm. your holidays get ruined. Maybe yep. they get better. This is where it all comes down. Men become men and you know, boys become men. And uh I don't know. I am shut up. so shut up, grandpa. Grandpa. Um, I'm so fucking nervous, uh, for this week. I'm, I'm like very thankful in Craig's league, um, which I think is the league that I definitely should win like a hundred percent. Like I have been the wire to wire, uh, favorite in that game. I've averaged like 150 points. I should win that league. This league, this league, I'm just saying statistically, I should win. I have a buy this week. I'm thankful for that, especially with some of my players getting banged up. Um, but in this league, I'm so fucking nervous, dude, because I just have the, this funny, I'm, I'm playing Zach. Uh, no, I'm playing Jake. I think. No. Let me check. Login required. Fuck this website. Yeah. I'm playing. Oh oh, yeah. You have, you do have Jake here. So nice. So I'm looking at our projections on my, on my computer right now. He's only winning two of the matchups between us. I have green check marks all across the board. I'm projected for 121. He's projected for 98. And I can feel in my fucking bones that Sam Howell and Brian Robinson are going to combine for like like 50 points each. So I'm just like, I'm nervous. He's got good matchups this week. I'm... I'm just I um I don't like it I don't like it one bit. Yeah, I don't like your match. Yeah, I know. This is um this is where it gets scary. So I have some one good Sunday. matchups one week. Biggest thing that I'm nervous about is Josh Allen and James Cook against Dallas. Um, the rest of my team has pretty decent matchups, so I'm okay. I'm okay with the rest of my team, but the Josh Allen. And James Cook versus Dallas really scares me. Not gonna you know lie. You know what's crazy? 
What's up? Pat Mahomes is on his bench. I know. What's crazier is that Sam Howell is QB7. And when you watch Sam Howell <laughs> play football, you're like, this guy sucks. But somehow he is a good fantasy quarterback. It makes no sense. What do you do this? Do you start Sam Howell, Susan? Over Pat Mahomes, who do they have? Who are they playing? The Chiefs, uh, the Patriots. Playing the Patriots in New England. Oh, Patriots have allowed sixth fewest points to quarterbacks this year, though. So, right, I can see it being a conversation. I think it depends on who you have. Obviously, do you play? I just, I, just, I know, I know things aren't going well for the Chiefs right now, but I just can't like have it in me. Because if I lose because I started Sam Howell instead of Patrick Mahomes, like that's something that's like. No, I think it's the right call. Night. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you just look at the last five, six games. Howell hasn't scored under 17 in the past five or six weeks, and Mahomes has like four times 13, 13, 16, 15, five points in Denver. Like Mahomes just ain't it this year. Um, the, the, the offense isn't. So why not give it to give it to Howell? He's just been better. Damn, sounds like you're saying Pat Mahomes just ain't good anymore. Got a nice bye week too. The Commanders do to prepare. Yeah, I'm, fresh, I'm scared, nice man. Game plan. I'm so scared. I mean, so so you got Jake. Uh, Souza has my dad, who was. Stumbling into the playoffs, <laughs> he woke up. He's like, "Huh? How did I make it here?" <laughs> but again, just like Mason, like there's always that that feeling. Like, is this the week where you know Lamar is gonna get 33 and Gus is gonna find two touchdowns too? And no. you know, Brandon Cooks is always capable. He's done it earlier. When he he started two Ravens running backs. I know, I know, but like, honestly, I'm not gonna say anything, Susan. I've been in your position before. Where I had the greatest team I've ever assembled, and I lost to a team that was worse than this that you're facing right now—a literal waiver wire team. I know we we've seen all the favorites lose in the first round. That was definitely time. that was definitely our worst championship, right? We can agree. Panacho and Glenn and your your dad, oh, yeah. Glenn. Yeah. It was like the it was final like seventy to fifty or something. I think it was like sixty to fifty, literally. Yeah, it was bad. Two waiver wire teams, crazy. Ooh, Brendan versus Chris. I like this. Brendan texted me earlier about this, and uh, this I don't know if he wants game. me to say it, but he said, out of the blue, he said, I am shaking in my little boots over this matchup. He should be. He should be. Oh, yeah. I agree. Uh, in sure. my opinion, in my opinion, Chris has the best team. Um. And that's that's that obviously me, he doesn't. I'm sorry, Souza. Um, hey, I'm also saying I don't have the best team. So, like, well, but I, mean, I have I the most points scored. The only yeah, thing team, right now, running... who has the best team, Souza? I be I want to beat Chris last week without a quarterback. But right now, this week. You don't have Probably a quarterback, Chris, because I don't. And have you don't have a wide receiver or a wide receiver. Yeah. All right. And bring it but, all down in one week. Fucking fantasy gods. I was going to say, Chris, Chris's team is good, though, man. I'm telling you, like, 
He's the good news is that Brendan. Here's the thing: I want to win the championship. Brendan needs to somehow beat Chris this week in order for us to risk. If we want a shot at the championship, Chris needs to lose because Chris will get Jonathan Taylor back next week, and then he'll have Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, and Brees Hall. Doesn't matter who his wide receivers are. I'll tell you what, Chris not making yeah. any moves saved him in the end. Yeah, it did. Um, here's the thing about this matchup from a personal standpoint. I like it because one of two things is going to happen. Mr. Cookie Pancake, who I feel is the luckiest manager this year at Ooh. nine and five. I, you look at his team, that is not a nine and five team. That team does not deserve to be nine and five. <laughs> yeah, it does make you wonder how it happened. It's Tyreek and Hurts. Sometimes all you need are two guys, like a McCaffrey and a Pat's defense. Yeah, Sutton, Sutton has been actually like, he started off slowly, but he's been very consistent since uh, since Denver has gotten him more involved in the offense. Well, he's got a touchdown every week. Exactly. So either he gets eliminated, and which is well-deserved because, like I said, Alex team, don't think he deserves to be here. Or Chris loses, and again, although he has a great team, he don't deserve it. Being auto drafted. Oh, you're still holding that against him. Yeah, I am. Because um, Jonathan Taylor and who else? It's, it was either Mixon or Camara. Both of those I guys was I was going to take and the pick right after him. Or his pick was, it was up. definitely Camara. Fifth round. It, yeah. And uh yeah. And they auto drafted to him. And I don't think Chris makes that pick if he's there. So yeah. Oh I'm now I get that. Well uh, any, anyways, that's gonna I think that's the best matchup. And then the last one is this one. The, how the mighty have fallen with Zach Aronson. Seven and seven. <laughs> I gotta look at I gotta look at this. Uh his... yeah, what was I gotta see his schedule. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right was now. Was he five and one or something? No, he was I thought he was Three, seven and four. oh. Five, no. No way. He was, he, was, one? he was five and one. Was he? Really? And then, and then he lost two. One two. And then he has lost his last four and hasn't scored over 91 points in that four-game losing streak. Yeesh, man. Meanwhile, like... meanwhile, Mr. Amaral, Mr. Team C minus, started one and three um, and has won three of his last four and just dropped a 120-burger on Madan. Yeah, this is this is how fantasy can work. I mean, it's all about the teams that are hot now. And he's the um, two seed. Doesn't matter how you start; it's all about how you finish. That's right. So Zach started out hot. Yep. He was. And you got people like Amaral and, and Panacho would have been another one who turning it up. And Craig end. said even Fryer too. Zach started talking. Excuse me, like he won before in the chat. Hasn't won since. <laughs> Hasn't won, yeah, on a week, <laughs> any given week. Yeah, I but wish we'll there was see. Like this is a, 
like a track we were tracking like weeks since Zach told Craig he was his dad wins shit. It's a good um it's a good matchup though. I think Zach against Amaral is a fitting matchup. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. The one I thing I am one thankful, of them should move on. The one thing I am thankful for is that if Chris does beat Brendan, I won't have to worry about him until I would presumably make it to the championship because he's on the other side of the bracket, and that's if I make it two rounds. So, you know, not exactly should be on my highest list of priorities, but um, I got to focus on Jake because, like I said, I have a feeling Jake's going to really give me a game this week. Um, So I'm nervous. You know, I just feel like there's some guys on his team that are hashtag do. <laughs> you know, I got to ask you, boys, like Zach before. Moss. Exactly. And That's Gabe exactly Davis. who I was thinking of. Yeah. Gabe Davis, who has had zero in three of his last four games. Gabe Davis, that Gabe Davis. Yeah. Yes, that Gabe Davis. I got to ask you, boys, before. uh these games happen before the playoffs start to come into fruition. Susa, obviously, I know you want to be in the championship, but who would you like to face the most in the championship? Who would I like to face the most? Yeah. Um, I got to go with Jake Aronson just because I think that's the best matchup. So you're going strictly on matchup and not like – I think me versus Mason would be fun. That would be that would be a great time. I just (laughs) it would be. I would be I would be shitting my pants, bro. Especially a rematch of week one, the way we kicked off the season. Yeah. The only way I can get my exact my revenge is if I play you in the championship and kick your ass. That would yeah, that that would be a fun matchup. Mason, is that Um, your same fun matchup? Or do you would you rather face a different like obviously like my dad. <laughs> no, no. I think either Sousa or probably Brendan as well, because I think mm. me and Brendan would be busting each other's balls all week. Um, And it would also be kind of funny because Brendan has beaten me. I like he has the second best team in Craig's league. So it would be really funny if somehow we met each other in the championship in both leagues. Oh, and horrible. even though even though he beat me in the regular season in both leagues, I beat him in the championship in both leagues that would be kind of funny. Now you're just, um you're asking for too much. No, nah, I know. But but yeah, I think I think me and Suze would be fun just because obviously we have the podcast. Also it just it yeah, but that would be I, fun. I run I run the risk of obviously you beating me and me never ever hearing the end of it that that you won before me. <laughs> well then I think I'd we be can happy for you. <laughs> But like I wouldn't hear the end of it somehow. I think somehow we could definitely say that I'm I'm better at fantasy if that was the case though. So. I think you already are. You guys are crazy. Uh, also, me and your dad's matchup is actually a rematch from last year's round one, where he beat me right. on a Monday night game. It was Monday night or Sunday night, but it was like the last. You know, the last players in our matchup, and he had Jahan Dotson and Tutu Atwell in his flex. And I was up like, I was up 18 or 20. I felt pretty good, but I couldn't watch the game. I wasn't going to watch my, my opponent score against me. So I waited for the game was 
to be out was over. I checked and Dotson had 18 points and it was enough to to get the win. And this was like as he was breaking out. His his yeah. rookie year was last year. He was hurt a lot, so we didn't really know how good he was. Um and I was like, really? 18 points from this fuck. And two two got like two points. And it was enough. And I lost. And I I was favored and I felt good about that match. Just like I do now. So there there was something there's something about my dad in these first round underdog matchups. He did it to Fryer the year he Fryer had was the one seed and had Lamar Jackson when during his MVP year. Like it's just I don't I, I can't understand it. I don't know if it's bad luck. I don't know if it's just him. I don't know. <laughs> it's just his being. I don't it's know. Crazy. Man. Just build different. Something to watch out for. Um, as much as I'd like to see both of you, my two friends. In the championship and what it would mean for this podcast, right? Podcast. There's a there's a matchup that I really want to see more. <clears throat> I want the unfinished business of Brendan versus Jake Aronson from last year's championship, so we can determine a true wow. winner. A storyline two years in the making. Yeah, that's like a that's a storybook ending, right? Yeah, there. what we should do is we should we should reset if that happens, we should just reset the rosters and give them their players from last year. <laughs> <laughs> just so yeah, Joe Burrow. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, Joe, had, uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that was me. He had uh Higgins. Uh, Higgins. Yes. Yeah. I knew it was a Bengal. And Brennan had Diggs. And Allen, didn't he? Yes, he also had Allen. Yeah, he had Josh Allen. But that's that's I think is uh best for the league. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Um speaking of the league, as of January second, when our fantasy playoffs concludes, I will be returning as your commissioner. Nick Nash, the goat is back. Yeah, and I'm excited because. uh, Oh my god! I think this league is great, and I uh, I'm ready to take over the helm. And what? What? Realizing the the fantasy championship is on New Year's Eve, like when everyone's having a great time. December thirty first. Sunday oh. night football. Well, the Monday too. Oh, that's awful. If, if if someone if they have the players, but dude, you get um, the double whammy of your holidays getting fucked. I know. Oh, that's what I'm saying. God. Yep. Toilet bowl like, too. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Happy New Year, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have my fantasy app open at the bars, losing. That's nah, you, I was gonna say you won't make it that far. So Damn. if I can get past round one, I'll be happy. Yeah, see, that's, that's the thing. That's that's the thing for me too. Is like I feel much better about like my players' matchups and stuff once I get past round one. Like Josh Allen has the freaking Chargers next week. Oh boy! So like, if I can make it through this round, I think I can definitely win. I definitely have a good shot of winning in the second round as well. And you and you'd be facing either Zach or Emerald. Yeah, their teams are no slouch, man. Any given Zach's week, Zach's team you know? sucks. Zach sucks. Okay. <laughs> I'll be surprised if he puts up 80 this week. Oh man, Damn. poor Zach. Um uh, <laughs> God. 
All right. Let's get to some news with Sousa. Okay. There were some injuries this week. We saw Tyreek Hill. We talked about him a little bit. It was an ankle ankle injury. Uh, Very weird. He looked down and out, and it was very concerning for uh, Tyreek Hill managers. But then he had the spunk and the the tenacity to jump up and sprint to the sidelines, probably further injuring his ankle. He... um, he was on the sidelines for half of the game, came back, left again. Questionable. We don't. I don't think there's any, been any updates since it was a Monday night game. But uh, something to concern to to be concerned about. He's day to day with an ankle injury. It's the last update I see. So uh, watch out for Tyreek Hill, Josh Jacobs, and Devontae Adams. Jacobs was kind of knocked out of the game last week. That was concerning. He had the towel over his head, but he was walking. Um. He's questionable for Thursday night. They play tomorrow. So Josh Jacobs is questionable. Even Devontae Adams is questionable, too, with an illness. Uh, I I would lean that Adams will probably play, but Jacobs, I'm not too sure. Justin Jefferson, he got knocked out, too. I think it was a chest injury, so not what he was on IR for. But sounds like he told reporters today that he will play on Saturday. It's a Saturday game. And uh, Nick Mullins will be throwing to him because Josh Dobbs sucks. And he got benched. Horrible. He was good for a second. He was like the second coming of Christ or something. Then he came down crashing back to earth. I can't believe he almost murdered Justin Jefferson, bro. Do you know? It was a murder ball. Oh, it was. It was bad. It was a hospital ball. Hospital ball. Dude, um, I got the notification that Justin. I was like, "Oh, bro, I'm so happy JJ's back." Put him in my lineup. Fucking literally, like the first catch of the game, he gets absolutely rung up. I was like, "Oh, oh guess I'll die." <laughs> uh, you learn to live without him. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but he should be back. Uh, should be. We'll see. He said he- that. You know, sometimes the players are more optimistic than the coaches and the yeah. doctors. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Jones um, famously said he was fine and then missed seven weeks. <laughs> that hurts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Alexander Madison, he was questionable to return and is oh, in the in the Sunday's game, and now he's expected to not play this week. Ooh. And Ty Chandler. Ty, Ty Chandler for Brendan. Brendan starting him. See? Uh, just like that. Um... <laughs> um, I don't think there hasn't been any news that he is out, but he's at least projected for zero in, in ESPN. So that, that gives me a little bit of an inkling. Okay, last two guys, which will segue into something bigger. Keenan Allen's been ruled out. Just like that. Snap of a finger, ruled out with an ankle injury. Uh, a heel. I'm sorry, a heel injury. Heel, 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 heel. I don't know where that came from. But all of a sudden, he wasn't practicing Monday or Tuesday, and he's out. He went, ow, my foot. It's probably because Justin Herbert is out as well. He says, Ooh. fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm too old for this shit, Keenan said. Uh, I'm not playing until Herbert's back. But Herbert won't be back because he's on IR with a fractured finger. 
throwing finger this time. He hurt his <clears throat> non-throwing finger before in the season. I got you, Susan. What a sick joke! Yeah, what a sick joke. My my QB wide receiver stack that I've loved all year in one week is gone. Should have drafted Dak. And that's just great. You know, <laughs> if Herbert slipped by me, he would have been the other stack I would have tried to get. And I would have hated it for most of the year until now because Dak's been on fire. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it, and I saw the play too. Like he threw the ball and it was well out of his hands, but he still got thrown down to the ground anyway. Good. And I guess that's all it took. Snapped his wool finger and he's done. <laughs> got surgery on it and everything. So Keenan, hopefully he's back next week, but Herbert's done. And that sparked. Uh, back next week the for big... what? Huh? Hopefully huh? Keenan's back next week for what? For next week. For you? Yes. I hope so. If I'm in it. I hope so. I'm not gonna not I'm not gonna not hope for him to come back next week right now. True. I want to say, oh, I don't give a shit what's going on with him. No. Be a good matchup for Keenan. Game against <clears throat> the Beals. Beals defense stinks. Yeah. Easton stick throwing to him. Um, stick, I saw bro. someone I used someone that. A picture, they were like, can't believe this is the new starter for the Chargers. And it was a picture of an Easton hockey stick. Hockey stick, yeah. <laughs> I, I immediately thought baseball, but, but the hockey stick's even better. Um, yeah. I have so, a yeah, funny story about Easton stick. And we uh, move on after this. Well, I was going to start something, though, with the whole quarterback thing. Nah. I'll say oh. uh, Herbert going out sparked the biggest coming together. Of a community I've ever seen. No. Do you want? To, is your thing? Is your thing quick? Because it's going to spark something bigger. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's about what you said. Uh, go ahead, what you said, and I'll talk about my thing after. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I want to talk about fantasy football ethics because I have a, <laughs> I have a situation that I want you guys to actually touch on. And uh, I know you're thinking of one thing, but it's actually something else. But I will, uh, but I will say, yeah, Herbert went out as my only quarterback, and Panacho led the brigade to uh, to block me from every quarterback I could possibly get. Um, I mean, there was never a clear and obvious answer. There was all shit on the waiver wire. Yeah. So, I mean, I was happy with like one of four guys, and I got a couple of them. So whatever. But um, it was it was funny. So the culprits were Panacho, Craig, and Amaral. Amaral snuck in there. Amaral, I'll forgive because he's in the playoffs and indirectly I am his competition one way or another. So I can respect that thing. Right. One and thing two, though, the consolation <laughs> ladder, getting drafting, <laughs> picking up quarterbacks. That's just sad. That's just pathetic. Yeah, uh, and that just that's just the toilet bowl mentality that I would expect. Um, but. Oh, jeez, man. Craig says, save your fab. I did. I had $25. Uh, Panacho is really the one you should say that to when he's complaining about Chris not picking up quarterbacks. He had zero. Um, but you could talk is... about the ethics behind that. But I'm all right with it. As long as it's not – I was talking to Glenn about this. 
like collusion in the sense where Panacho said, "Hey, Craig, pick up this quarterback so my opponent can't start someone." Like so, like telling someone to to do something to help, you know, that guy's team. Panacho wasn't trying to help his team; he's just trying to fuck someone else over. So to me, that's I, I not feel... that's not like that collusive. You I could argue it, but yeah, yeah, you do. I do because what would be the difference if he was facing you? And I feel like it's the same. Yeah, way. yeah if, I, if I was facing Panacho, then that would be an underhanded thing for sure. Right, because he I'm has saying... something to. Because he personally has something to gain from it, right? But in right. this case, he doesn't. But even then, I think it's worse because he's not involved <laughs> in your matchup. Yeah. If anything, it would be colluding with my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, if if your dad orchestrated that whole thing, then that'd be a problem. That'd be collusion. This I think there's a I think the loophole lets it slide. I think it's so I'm not I'm not up in arms too much about it. Um I mean Craig dropped uh, the Rams defense, which I'm actually looking to pick up, so I'm thankful for that. Um so that's that. This is this is the text message I got uh, yesterday at six thirty four p.m. You adding a QB? And I said no. And he said why? And I said because I have one. And he says <laughs> he says Basuza doesn't. I said I understand. And he goes why? You want him to win? I said no, I don't. I said but I'm not going to pick up a QB for the hell of it when I don't need one. I'm not going to face Souza. And once again, I have zero dollars fat. Yeah, I was just going to ask. And he goes, yeah, I get it. You want him to win. <laughs> and, then, and then he sent me a screenshot of the claims that he had in on all these quarterbacks. And the last this is one I zero saw, dollars. Yeah, and the last one I saw was uh, Easton Stick. I said, who the fuck is Easton Stick? <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know who he is. I said, is that the Chargers back up? He said, yeah. I said, hell of a name. But yeah, yeah that, it's that sad. Thing I had, Easton Stick. It's a sad attempt for him to find joy in a year where he's once again isn't making the playoffs. Maybe third time's a charm next year. Um, so you know, I I would. So Craig says a good fantasy block gets me hard. See, I would respect it more <laughs> if I was facing somebody and I yeah. was able to block them. I think yeah. If you, if you're the one personally yeah. doing the block on an opponent, I have no problem with that. That's, like that's said, the sport. For sure. It's when it's when you get other people to do it on your behalf that it becomes collusion because then they're getting an unfair advantage. Yep. Yeah. So never saw that happen to anyone else but me. So that's cool. Uh, love that. Thanks, Craig. You're on my shit list. I saw mm. you in there. It wasn't that. Um, but anyway. There's actually another question, another ethics question that someone at work is dealing with, and he's blaming me for the advice that I gave or for my Ooh. opinion on the matter. So he basically, in the final week of his regular season, he uh, if he won, he would face a certain someone in the playoffs. If he lost, he would face someone else. So basically, and he, he liked his odds. He was a favorite in his matchup, so... If he just played his team, he would win and he'd play a team, a, a really good team. And if he lost, he'd play a, a better, a, a favorable matchup. So he wanted to lose to face the better matchup in the first round. 
And he was going to sit his whole team to do that. And I was like, no, like that's, that's like Bush league stuff. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bench my whole team. You should feel the roster every week and, and just, you know, just do it. You don't know what the first round is going to mean anyway. So he played his team. And I wasn't the only one who said that too. Is there someone else? He's like, be a man, just play your lineup. I was like, that's a good way to put it. So he did. He played his lineup. He won. He's facing the the unfavorable team, and he's gonna lose. <laughs> it's a two. It's a two week round one, and he's already down fifty points going into the second half of the uh, of the first round. And he's like, yeah, there's no chance I'm gonna win. Wait, how and if is I he played the 50? other guy? Because well, it's a, it's a two week. Round one, so he plays the same guy twice, cumulative points. But how's so he, he was? How's he down fifty? The week hasn't started yet. Last week was the first half. Oh, so he did that the week before. Yeah, so this happened a couple uh, weeks ago. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. so he's down fifty, and if he played the other guy, so if he sat his team and got a different matchup, he would be up by like a lot. Um, so basically, because he started his whole lineup, which is what he didn't want to do, he ended up. You know, suffering from it. I have a question. So I'm guessing two week playoff. That means there's four people making the championship, correct? Or four people making the playoffs in that league. Um, I think it's a 12 man. So I feel like there'd be more than that. But I feel like with the two week matchup, how many weeks can you go? You know what I mean? <clears throat> If the playoffs was last week and this week, then the championship is going to be next week and the week after. And they know yeah, so you're right. But I think it is just two rounds. like two So I, I, games. I have two things about that. If he sat his whole team, would he be preventing somebody else from getting in the playoffs? I think I asked him that, and he said no. I think he said mm. it's not going to affect anyone else. It's just going to affect who I play. Well, I guess it would affect the person who would play the other guy. You know what I mean? So I guess it does influence the other half of the bracket because he's not in that anymore. If he, if yeah, he right. the other, you yeah. know. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, but he's not blocking anyone, no. Yeah. So all the all four guys are already set for the playoffs, right? Yes, I did. I did ask him that too. Yep. All right. I don't have a problem with that then. Benching your whole team. If if he's if he's trying to get a a favorable matchup and competitive thing. I don't have a problem with that if the, if he's not preventing anybody else from the playoffs. Because honestly, so who who's the guy that he was facing? Was he in the playoffs? I don't think so, no. Okay. No, so just a bad team. So technically, if everyone else is already solidified in the playoffs, the other guys in the playoffs could have done the same thing. They could have benched their whole team. And then they would have had a losing record too. Same as him. But that's the only part where it gets funky, because then if he does that, the other guys could do that. Yeah, and they keep it all the same. Right. That's how you counter that. But I don't agree with it if, say, if someone's fighting for a playoff spot and it relies on you winning, and because you want a favorable matchup, you're just benching your whole team, that's fucked up. I also believe in fantasy karma. And uh, although it might not be working out for your coworker, if it was me... And I chose to – this is like right, right now. I'm in the bottom of the consolation ladder. I could say, yeah, Craig, I'm going to bench my whole team. So I face the two, the loser of the two worst seeds between JV and Gomes. But because of my karma, 
if I were to do that, they would go off against me next week. And then I'd be in the toilet bowl anyway, which is why I'm not doing that. And I didn't do that last year when I was in the bottom of the league. And I actually won the following week against the guy who lost out of the top seeds. So, which was Mason. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to I tried to talk about karma. But the way it played out, he doesn't want to hear it. I just I think it's lame. I I would I would never do that. I think I just think it's lame. Personally. I don't Craig says I don't think it's cool to bench your whole team because your loss could affect someone else's playoff chances, like I we were saying before, and that's poor etiquette. Uh oh that that's Rossi. poor etiquette. Okay. <laughs> Rossi, note. Rossi, your best team every week. Even if that means Jordan Mason is your RB one. And we were talking about he, he says that because of how Chad was starting Jordan Mason for like a month in Dynasty. And I actually, if Chad would have beat um, balls in our league, I would have gotten into the playoffs. <laughs> but uh, actually, balls. probably not. But balls <laughs> is in because he's facing Chad. And we actually, we actually like, not like bullied um, bullied Chad to dropping Jordan Mason, but saying like, take him out of your line. So he dropped him and Jordan Mason gets a touchdown last week and he was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I, it's uh, you raised a couple of good questions there, Susan, as far as fantasy ethics. Like I said, I believe in fantasy karma, which is the most powerful of all. So, but in a strategic way, I would definitely cock block my opponent from picking up someone. Or yes, or it's like say if I'm like if I'm Amaral, and I know down the road I might have to face Susan. And he's got a pretty stacked team. And I don't want to see him down the road. I would do the same thing Amaral did. And that's why I was fine with Amaral, because like like I said, indirectly I am his opponent in a way. Right. Right. Potential potential competition. Yeah, that's well, long term strategy. That's that's Greg doing it just brain. to do it. It really shows uh, his character. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> we knew we knew this already. There. Look at his people. His peepee? His people. Not oh, his peepee. People. Okay, Grandpa. It's all right. We're <laughs> almost halfway through the podcast. Don't worry. God damn it. All right, yeah. Let's get this going. What's next? <laughs> what? Um. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Stell the Stars of the Week are brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. First to drop your man or one started. <clears throat> Mason? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with someone who I honestly had no fucking idea that they absolutely went off last week until I was scrolling through um, scrolling through the games here. But I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Jacksonville tight end Evan Ingram. Mm. Um he had 95 yards, 11 receptions and two touchdowns for a total fuck? of 27 fantasy points. And That's he, fucking crazy. And he is the reason that I'm in the bottom of the constellation ladder and Gomes isn't. <laughs> so yeah, good job Evan Ingram. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Evan Ingram stays fucking people in our league. Yeah, sorry, because I'm gonna roll him out this week in uh, Jim and Skip. He's gonna put up fucking a fat three points. 
and uh, that'll be that. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not wrong. I'll be honest. Yeah. Anyways, Sousa. I'm going to go with someone who we haven't talked about. Yeah. I know that nobody's talking about. talking about. I know who you're talking about because I was going to use this guy. So now I got to pick somebody else. Go no, ahead. you still can because I really mean nobody's talking about this guy. It's Rashad White. Oh. He had 20 points. Not you know, top of the top of the league, but I wanted to bring him up. Still a great game. 25 carries, 102 yards, and two. Uh, I'm sorry. He had a receiving touchdown. So 25 carries, 102 yards, two receptions for 33 yards, and a touchdown, 20 points. This guy, I want nothing to do with him this year. He started off terribly. He had like five points. Then he had one good game, 18, then five, and then nine, then a bye week, then five again. So like four out of five weeks, under 10 points. But then he's just been on fire. 13, 14, 26, 17, 15, 12, 18, 20. He's RB5 on the year. Rashad White, the Tampa Bay Bucks running back. Probably the quietest top five RB I've ever seen. I know. So I just wanted to give some props to Rashad White. All right. Well, I'm going to give some props to somebody that nobody, nobody's been talking about. Because uh, this is his best game of the season. And it came... Last Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm talking about Zeke Elliott of oh. the New England Patriots. Mm. Yep. 22 carries for 68 yards, and he had seven receptions for 72 yards and a touchdown, totaling to 23.5 fantasy points. When was the last time Zeke scored 23.5 fantasy points? I don't know. 2019? Let's go in the archives. I don't know either. But he did it, and uh, Patriots are going to host KC this week. I'm just saying, I don't know if KC's going to want to stop Zeke. And this is big for Amaral because he held on to him all year, and all of a sudden he is a plug-and-play guy. guy, you know? I have, I have him in two leagues, it's two leagues game. that I'm in the playoffs in. Do I start him this week against Kansas City? I, I mean, mean, it might not be a bad start there. Um, I know. I don't know what the chief statistics are, are on giving giving up yards and stuff to running backs, like out of the backfield, like passing wise. That's right. But here. I think that's that's the I biggest like... thing is he has he has really good passing upside, which is inflating his numbers even more. The latest video on ESPN Fantasy Apps is why Ezekiel Elliott is a top eight RB play versus the Chiefs. I'm going to bookmark that video. I'm going to get back to you boys later. Yeah, I, I think start... with the Patriots, it just doesn't matter who the, who the opponent is because they're going to use their running back uh, on the ground, through the air, the whole game. So uh, he's going to be involved. I think you should start him. Glenn. Yeah. We're going to see. Uh, that was Stars of the Week brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job your man or woman started. Mm. Mm. Susa? Oof. Ooh. No. No? Can you just, my throat can, is sore. Can you just say it then? You want me to do it? Oh, all right. I can. If you can do it, Glenn, go for it.
fuck. That's right. It's time for fuck of the week. Supposed to be a PB and J lube. If you're gonna get fucked, might as well use lube. You might as well. So, boys, this week, our fuck of the week is a bit surprising. Um, because looking at, looking at this man's game log, first of all, we're talking about wide receiver seven. Um, yep. This guy has been on a tear this year. I'm talking about Mike Evans, but this past week, he was terrible. He had one reception for eight yards for 1.3 fantasy points. But I didn't realize how really I knew he was having a good season, but I didn't realize how good he actually was until I just looked at his game log just now. He is so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, pretty freaking good. It's crazy. Susan traded him away. <laughs> I did. For uh, two TD Henry, who did not score one point this week. Well, <laughs> that was fuck of the week. Brought to you by PB and J Lube. You're gonna get fucked. Might as well yeah, use Lube. And honestly, when Fryer needed him most too, he uh, he puts up the worst, the world, the worst game. Most. He vanished. Isn't it great? Well, yeah, the way it worked out, it's fine because Patrick didn't make it, but. If he did make it because of this, it would not have been great. <laughs> yeah, but Jake didn't make it either, which is great. I know. <laughs> Hindsight. My favorite. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fuck of the week. Hell yeah, man. Fuck of the week. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Any other honorable mentions? Uh, do we want to mention? Oh, actually, I do want to talk about this quick. I want to talk about Reek again. We we talk about MVPs, and we talk about Brock Purdy being in contention, and we also talk about how he's replaceable. Even that meme, I think Glenn showed us of how Mac Jones could have easily done the same thing. Doesn't seem like someone who could be replaceable is the most valuable player. You talk about Tyreek. The second he left that game, the Dolphins' offense shut down. I didn't. Doesn't matter. Mostert was in there. Didn't matter. Achan was in there. Didn't matter. Waddle's in there. Or Tua. The offense sucked. As soon as he came back in, boom, they were moving the ball downfield. See, that's weird. I think because... that goes to show how valuable of a player that see, that one guy is. See, that's weird because Raheem Mostert scored two touchdowns, getting them a fourteen-point lead, and then yes, because the Titans and then, fumbled a fucking punt and, and left then, them right there. Well. Well, he did. He scored it. I, I t- yeah, he was good. When they were finally in the red zone. The reason Tyreek Hill, Ty- that, get there. The reason Tyree Hill can't be MVP is because he doesn't even have the most touchdowns on his team at a skill position. Raheem Mostert does. Why does that matter? What does that matter? Yeah, Raheem? it shouldn't matter. He has <laughs> more yards than Mostert. Yeah, that's fine. Just eyeball test. You look, the Dolphins offense does not function without Tyreek Hill in it. They fucking lost. Like it's not it wasn't debatable. Playing. They like, lost to the Titans, Glenn, because Tyreek wasn't playing most of the game. So, so you're telling me. I can't believe you're dying on this hill, man. So you're telling me. I think this week was a proof. <laughs> so you're telling me you take away two attack of Iowa. Replace him with somebody else. You take away Raheem Mostert. 
replace him with somebody else. You take away Achan, you take away Waddle, replace him, but you still have Tyreek Hill. He's still going to be the main factor and the most valuable player on that offense. You don't think anybody else. He's certainly going to be the most valuable player on that offense if you replace the other guys. But I'm saying, would he have the success he's having? No. Without those Just other like guys. Purdy wouldn't if he got rid of Kittle and Debo and McCaffrey. Well, that's my point, too. I feel like that goes for everybody. You take away the team, the team's not going to do well. But I'm saying the most valuable player on your team is the quarterback. Not a skill position, wide receiver, or running back, unless the running back is absolutely so why isn't carrying it called your team. The quarterback award, then. Quarterback award. <laughs> I think because, you could replace Tua and the, and keep Tyreek, and the offense would do better than the other way around. I agree. Who's a better option? Well, who, okay, who's a guy that you could put there instead of Tua and you think would be just as good? Not Easton Stick, but that's what came to mind. Easton um, Stick. Because <laughs> the thing is, I can't, I, you can't really discredit Tua. He's been making all the right reads because that offense that Mike McDaniel has, he's been doing well. Same thing with Brock Purdy, same thing with Dak Prescott, and this and that. But again, two's got to make the throws. Yeah, I would say any average quarterback would have success with with Tyreek, similar success. There's a lot of below average quarterbacks because so it's not just anyone, like not Desmond Ritter or Dobbs or you know, Mullins, but. So why is Tyreek Hill having such a good year this season when he had Patrick Mahomes on his team too before and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey around him? What's the difference? Well, I think that kind of, it must be the the system because that kind of goes with the argument that obviously uh, you can give him a better quarterback in Pat Mahomes. Whoa. And he won't even, and he'll do worse. That's like a jump scare. <laughs> Ghost caught on tape. <laughs> so I say that again, Susan. I was distracted. What did I say? Well, I said, <laughs> I said that kind of, that kind of almost gives it the counter argument, though. Like you're, you just said, he had a better quarterback, Pat Mahomes. And he wasn't doing this good. So you could that means you could replace Tua with Pat Mahomes, right? And he wouldn't do as good. That must be the or he probably would. It's probably because of the system and all the guys around him spreading out the defense. Greg says Reek is the offense in Miami and Kelsey was the offense back then. Think? What I what trying to say? Uh, he played off Kelsey in Miami. Okay. In Miami, he's running all the important routes. He definitely is uh, is the offense, and I can agree that Kelsey was the primary focus with Tyreek there too. But is he the reason that Miami is so successful this year? Well, we've only we only had one little sample. Of him not being there, and I think it showed a lot when they struggled against the Titans, right? Who gave them every opportunity, including a pick six, including a botched punt, and they still lost. 
because Tyreek was not in the game. Well, I'm not going to say it's because Tyreek wasn't in the game. They had a 14-point lead with three minutes left. Tyreek wasn't there. Okay, but... To help them a... get first downs. But but Tyreek Hill doesn't play defense. The defense let down Miami. Well, yeah. But Miami, their offense didn't do a thing to help either. Went four and out, uh, three and out. The and offense first... got you a 14-point lead with three minutes left. Get a first down and running out the clock. How are you blaming the touchdown. offense for not getting the first down when the defense literally sold you in the last three minutes of the game? Because they got to get put right back on the field because the offense couldn't hold them off. The offense did what they needed the to do. No. The that's, defense that's actually got them their first touchdown and one of their only touchdowns until the fourth quarter. They had a 14-point lead with three minutes left. I don't care. You got to you got to get a stop. You got to get a stop. That's all I'm saying. You can't you can't allow that to happen. That hasn't happened in the last 767 chances. Yeah, it's not great. No. Sorry. Dax won an MVP anyway cuz Mason uh has an apology. <laughs> Yeah, I've um, I've officially I've filed the paperwork for take retraction on the fact on the statement of who have the Cowboys beat because last week the Cowboys pantsed the Eagles, pantsed the Eagles, and the Eagles are good. They're a good team. They're going through a little bit of a slump right now. I think they're going to get out of it, but Dallas pants them. Now, granted, Dallas now has Buffalo and Miami back to back. So they could easily just just as easily shit the bed this week against the Bills. And I would not be surprised. But if they win this week against the Bills, let's just say I'll be making sure that that take retraction gets fully processed. It Um, it just goes to show how important um, or I should say how devastating the loss was against the Cardinals earlier this year, because even with that win, Against the Eagles, um, Philadelphia still controls their own destiny as far as winning the NFC East. Right now, San Francisco is the one seed, and if things continue this way, they will remain the one seed. Um, but yeah, Cowboys smacked the shit out of Philly, and it, honestly, it could have been a lot worse uh, than thirty-three to thirteen. Dak played well; he didn't play his best game. But he even said it himself. If he played his best game, they would have put up 50 on them, which is true. Eagles' only touchdown was a strip sack, ran back for a touchdown, held the mighty Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, that whole offense, to six points, two field goals. And the best part about that was is the defense stepped up. The three guys that make your plays, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith had three fumbles. And Devonta Smith gets tackled in the open field by Stephon Gilmore on a fourth down conversion. Stephon Gilmore was a player of the game. Uh, player of the game. He fucking made A.J. Brown his bitch that game. Yeah, forced a fumble. Yep. Um, but still a long way to go. But as of now... Um, 
Yeah, Dak, Dak Prescott's my MVP. Not Brock Purdy. And the thing, I like Brock Purdy. I do. I think he's I think he's better than people give him credit for. I think he is I don't too. Think he, he's just and he is in a great system, but I think he's. But he's but good. I'm saying, I I just from what he has around him, like he's not even top five on his team as far as players go. I mean, I I, I think yet. the cap. Well, yeah. Over the years, it'll be like, holy shit, this guy this might be Tom Brady. But he's just been doing the right things. And they've been winning games. And when you win games and you're the quarterback of the team, you're going to be in that MVP conversation. I don't like that. Me and Mason are going to make a petition. See, what, what, you're, what you guys are referencing is Offensive Player of the Year Award. That will definitely be Tyreek Hill. Okay. I think he should be MVP, and I am not going to change my mind about that, Glenn. No matter how much you try to convince me, it should be a fucking quarterback. Unless unless Lamar has an unreal last three weeks, because I think it might potentially be setting up for that to happen. You mean for the first round of the playoffs against me? No, I'm saying like the next few weeks because the Ravens can clinch the one seed and they can make a, a few statements, be like, we're the team to beat. Our offense is goaded. Fuck you. Lamar's the so, MVP. So the quarterback of the winning team? What? So Lamar being the quarterback what? of the most winningest team in the league? Or the AFC, I should say. Deserves the MVP? They usually go hand in hand. Just saying. It's usually how it goes. But my boy, Adrian Peterson, put a stop to that. He did. He did. Come on, AP's going to break the freaking rushing record or whatever, and he gets the MVP. Tyreek Hill's going to break the receiving record. He doesn't get the MVP. Yeah, because I feel like (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I feel like we're talking with like the NFL board, and they're just like shooting our chances down. I'm just like, nope. Quarterback <laughs> on the winning team gets it. I feel like it's it's harder for a running back to have a stupid season than it is for like a good wide receiver to have a good like a stupid season, like a record setting season. Like, I feel like things just have to go right for the running back, especially in Adrian Peterson's position, because that team wasn't that good. He has to be that damn good. Right, and if you know it's coming and you still run all over here, then what the fuck? Greg says, uh, blah, blah, blah. The Niners can't play from behind. That's the formula to beat them. Same goes for the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, Ravens are the one seed, right? I agree with that. Um, I would also tend to agree with that. The Niners. Now, what if they play each other? Uh, I think they do. They do on Christmas. They will in the Super Bowl, too. No, they won't. Pretty sure it's on Christmas. I think you're right. And uh, 
That'll be a good game. Should be. We're going to see. I personally <laughs> think the 49ers will smack the Ravens, but I don't know. It's funny how this year started, and everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, the AFC's loaded, this and that. And then after, you know, what we've seen from teams that are supposed to be good and injuries, unfortunately, to the teams like the Bengals, AFC's not really loaded at all. No, kind of sucks. Really mid. It was like I think it was loaded with quarterbacks, but the teams just did not perform. Susan, what's what's crazy is that your take of the Rams making the Super Bowl technically isn't dead. All right. My other take: they potentially can make the playoffs. Yeah, they. uh, I think they lost. Yeah, they lost against the Ravens, but they they played their freaking hearts out. Six and seven. They've lost a couple close ones. That's that hurts. But my other take was the color of the Super Bowl logo, purple and red. Indicates what teams are going to be in it. Looking like the Ravens 49ers. Could be the Vikings and the Chiefs. That's yeah, what I, right. yeah, I thought that earlier in the year. But now it's definitively Ravens, Niners. Put it in the book. Eh, I don't think so. I think my sizzling hot take from last week is going to come to fruition. I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose another game. I was talking about yeah, that real we could, quick. We could talk about that before we before we do uh, pickums. Um, do you want to set the scene, Susan? About the moment we're of yeah. the Chiefs game. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So the I forget the time and the timeouts, but the Bills were winning. The Chiefs were coming back and passed it to Travis Kelsey. Doing his thing deep down the field, no one on him because that's just what happens. And he's running towards the end zone. He clears a couple guys, but there's a couple guys pinching him. He knows he can't make it to the end zone. He sees Kadarius Tony wide open behind him. He chucks him the ball as he has done in the past. This time, very successful. Tony catches it, a miracle. And he skirts into the end zone. A beautiful like 20-yard pass with a lateral to Tony. Into the end zone. Chiefs take the lead. Not a lot of time left. Again, I forget how much time there was. Flag. I think there was a, I think there was a minute 15 or a minute and a half. Minute 15. So not, I guess not impossible for the Bills to make a comeback, but uh, they took the lead. And then there was a flag. And it was, I guess it was actually called offsides. Offense, number 19, Kadarius Tony, And he goes to Andy Reid on the sideline, and he's like, was I? This and, I was also what? <laughs> and I guess he was, and uh, and that takes away the play. And um, you know, there's a lot of controversy because a lot of times the hap- wide receivers check with the refs. They say, "Hey, am I good? Am I lined up well?" And apparently, Tony said he did that, and there was film of it, but it looked pretty. Tony quick. lied. In any case. It was a flag, and they threw it, and Mahomes didn't like that. Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid said, that's just not the kind of flag you throw in that moment. Mm. You just mm. can't do that. No, I'll throw one instead to seal the Super Bowl for you, though. That's fine. And he and he let Josh Allen know in the post-game <laughs> handshake. He let the press of... know. Oh, my God. And... I'm here. There's a lot of there's a lot of backlash on him for it. Just being a bad. There should sport. be. There should be. Is it is it Susan? Is it the wrong call? No. Mason, is it the wrong call? 
No. No. Um, so what, what's the problem here? What, what do you think Patrick Mahomes' uh, issue is? Do you really believe it's with the refs? No. No. The thing is, and this is why, personally, I don't have as big of a problem with this whole situation, is because I think the real reason why Mahomes is so angry about this whole thing... Because their team is sucking cock. No, it's because it's because his receivers stink. And That's what that I, leads to the team sucking cock. Yes, yes. But basically, Mahomes is a good leader, and he doesn't want to blame people on his team. So he's looking for an outlet to that frustration, and that happened to be the referees. Obviously, they. I'm pretty sure Reed and Mahomes the next day came out and said, yes, it was obviously a flag. But like... You know, in the moment, obviously, he was mad, but he misdirected his anger instead of saying fuck. Because it's easy for him to go turn around and say, fuck you, Kadarius Tony, you dickhead. Why can't right. you do anything right? But he didn't do that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> why why is that. That, Why is no one blaming Tony? Um, so uh, t- Tony deserves all the blame. He didn't do that. He stuck up for his guy, and he said, this is the fault of the officials, which I can kind of commend him for to be honest he's taking a bullet for his team that's actually exactly what craig said it was misdirected anger his receivers have been pissing him off all year and um usually it's just from dropping the ball but now it's from lining up off sides and i mean nuts. i think the thing is though too is that like when craig says that his receivers have been pissing him off i don't know if you guys know this the chiefs lead the whole NFL in dropped passes, I'm pretty sure. I'm and not I, surprised. I think they have like 36 or something like that. And the next closest team is like wicked far. It's not even close. Like, I think it's it's just under it's understandable that he's frustrated. And I understand why he is misdirecting his anger another place because he wants to be a good team leader and he wants to be a good guy and he doesn't want to, you know, take it out on his team because he has their back. But do you have to be angry at all and say that to Josh Allen's face and say it to the media? That's what I'm saying. You look like a fucking idiot. Oh, of course he looks like an idiot, dude. But like... I think he just hit he hit like a breaking point. Like, I mean, everyone I'm sure has like a a certain threshold of shit that you can take. But it's been like that all season. And it's like all human. Mahomes, Mahomes can't. He like literally puts the team on his back. Like he can't throw and catch the ball himself. So, you know. I wanna play uh it's 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 something that I mean, you, as a, as a, like I said, elementary school, we talk about you line up, you point to the ref, you're good, you're not good. If not, they come to you, hey, we talk, you need to get off the ball more, you need to be on the ball more. You have a discussion. I mean, that's 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 the ref's job. I mean, they you want to have an open discussion so that you can go out there and put the best product you can on the field. Um, and for him to throw that flag, no explanation, no anything. And I, I saw the picture, and he, I mean, he probably is. I mean, barely off, barely off sides. But for him to to take the game into his hand. Pause. He probably is barely offsides. He was. He was. I don't think. I don't think they denied that it was a penalty. So it's the correct call. Just, so his, his argument is saying throwing that flag in that situation. 
Is that is that an issue? Is that the problem? Yeah, like what if uh, what if Tony dropped the the lateral, and it was a fumble and the defense recovered? Oh, all of a sudden, yeah, I think we'll we'll take a we'll take a flag, or maybe it was just a loss of yards, whatever. It wouldn't be as big a deal. But but the thing is here, it's not <sighs> one play like that does not decide the whole game, which infuriates me. That play happened on second down. It wasn't a fourth down conversion. It wasn't the last play of the game with zeros on the clock. It happened on second down. You have other opportunities to 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 move forward. And instead of hmm. like, and it, and it goes back even to when the Saints and the Rams that NFC Championship game where the pass interference wasn't called. Fine, it's a horrible call, or you didn't call it, whatever. You still had a chance to win the game, and and that's what that's what bothers me the most. And, and like him saying the timing of that call, and it's just like it's crazy to me. And that like it's 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 just a horrible look for a guy who's supposed to be the face of the game, coming out and bashing the refs like that for making the correct call, Mis- misdirected anger or not. Be better. Yeah, it must have been a breaking point. Be better. Like, you really want to be a better leader? Rally up your own guys so it doesn't come down to a Kelsey lateral in the fourth quarter on a two-minute drill. Well, at least he's not going Antonio Brown on us. Not yet. <laughs> Everyone has has moments. He'll probably regret it later. We just got to forgive him. Yeah, I mean, this is what on. it is. Yeah, about him, great look him, him, him walking up to Josh Allen at the end of the game. Yeah, like it was <laughs> playing about the penalty. Like Josh Allen, you know, had yeah, like it was his it. fault. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. If I was Josh Allen, I'd been like, what? what the fuck like, it's like we were gonna about? beat your ass if it wasn't for that. Yeah, <laughs> almost like Josh Allen. Like, got like Josh Allen didn't even say anything. He's just like, oh, yeah. What's he supposed to say? Sorry, Pat. <laughs> Next time you'll get us. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, uh, pigskin pickums. Hit that music. I, I have learned the identity of. Uh, I don't know, Jim. Who is you know, it? You know who it is? No. It's Jake Fryer. No. <laughs> nice. He's, yeah. he's only two games back. That's it. Oh, I'm only four still back. in first place. I am I'm slowly creeping up. I am 12 games back. Not fun. I missed but, a week. I think I'm 20 games back. Yeah, you deserve that. You deserve everything that happens to you. <laughs> the fuck? What? COVID, too? If you're going to miss weeks of the pick'em? You're lucky you're not dead. Damn. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Thursday night, Eastern Stick travels. (laughs) Travels to Las Vegas to face the Raiders. And they don't know who their quarterback is either. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a Thursday night. Oh, fuck, man. I might just... Keenan Allen's gone. Herbert's gone. 
I had yeah. I had Josh Palmer. I'm like, you know what? I have Keenan Allen's handcuff, quote unquote, but I don't want a part of this fucking game. I'd rather start yeah. a backup running. I'd rather start Derrick Henry's backup than Josh Palmer. That's something I might do because the last thing nice. I want to do is start my playoffs on a Thursday night in this game. Yeah, you don't you don't want anything to depend on Thursday night. No, I think you're right about that. Um, give me the Raiders. I take the Raiders, Raiders, who just scored zero points against the Vikings last week. Dude, they lost I three to nothing. I can't trust a guy named Easton Stick. I'm sorry. I will. I'm picking him. All right. He's been a quarterback for five Damn. years. I, I'm, I'm going to bet that he learned something. He's been a quarterback for five years. I, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. No Where? shot, bro. In the fucking USFL? There's no way. What's up? In the Canadian football. Stick. Four years in the NFL. Guy played the rugby. Chargers. So he's he's been on this team for, for a long time. What? So. Moving on to Saturday, we got a slate of three games. The first one being the Minnesota Vikings and Nick Mullins traveling to Cincinnati to face the Bengals. Give me the Bengals at Give home. Me the Bengals. Yep. The Bengals. Bengals. The Pittsburgh Steelers are seven and six, coming off a gross loss to the Patriots on Thursday night. Now their playoff chances are in jeopardy when they face the 7-6 Indianapolis Colts in Indy. Colts. What do we say? Colts. Colts. Mitch Mitch Trubisky stinks. Let's go, Minshew. Saturday night, the Denver Broncos are 7-6, and and they're going to Detroit, who is coming off a two-game skid. The Lions are falling apart right before our eyes. But I'm going to take him on Saturday night at home. Me too. Yeah, I will too. All right, cool. Because then moving on to Sunday, we got the Bears, who are 5-8, and eight, and they're going to Cleveland to face the Browns, who are 8-5, and five, coming off a big win against the Jaguars. But do the Bears have something for the Browns? Yo, Flacco? No, they got nothing. Browns got D. Browns got that good D. Give me Browns at home. They better have that good D. Susan? Yeah, I'll go Browns. Browns. Right. The Atlanta Falcons are six and seven. They're traveling to Carolina the Panthers to face the one and twelve Panthers. Give me the Falcons. Yep. Panthers smell. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And. Both teams lost last week, right? So they're both six and seven. They're both no. For the Bucks playoff. won. The Bucks pulled it out. Who the Bucks beat? The Falcons. The Falcons. Twenty nine to twenty six. So that means both these teams are fighting for a playoff spot, and somebody's got to win. Give me the Bucks on the road. Yeah, me too. Mason, Frozen Tundra, Lambeau Field. Oh, I'm taking I'm taking the books. Oh, all right. Cool. I like Baker. He's cool. Yeah, he is. Houston Texans are seven and six, and they might have CJ Stroud. They might not. The news? They might not. I didn't cover a damn thing about the Texans. We had Nico Collins get hurt. We had CJ oh, Stroud get hurt. So we're going into this Brown blind. Got banged up. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Texans because you know, fuck it. No, Titans. I don't know nothing. I'm picking oh, Titans the Titans. Beat the actually. Dolphins. 
They're all they're rocking and rolling. Will Levis is balling. I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> yeah, the New York Jets are going to Miami to face those same Dolphins. And uh, fins up. Yeah. yeah. Jets are bad. Zach Wilson just won last week, though, right? Who'd they beat? Uh, someone stinky. Stinky Kaka. Oh, oh they beat, no, they, they lost. The Texans. They, yeah, they beat the Texans, 30 to 6. Oh, the Texans lost everyone. Right. The New York football giants are 5 and 8. Tommy DeVito gets a win on Monday night. Now he's going down to New Orleans to face the Saints, who are 6 and 7. Even the, the Giants. giants. The Me too. G- Candlelight Vigil for the 11th time this week. This Tommy year. DeVito. I Did you see so. Tommy DeVito's agent in the Fedora? Yes. I want him the, as an agent. Did you see the spread that his parents had out in the parking lot? For the no, tailgate, no. it was like, uh, like a bunch of Italian food, like pasta, chicken parm, noodles. I love, I love that. You know what else I love too? The gabagool. They say a fucking gabagool. It's a fucking. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs going into New England to face the Patriots. Even though the Patriots are coming off a win, there is rumors swirling around. But this is going to be Belichick's last year in New England. Yeah. And I believe it. Give me the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Same. That's a discussion for another time. The Washington Commanders are 4-9. and nine, And they're going to L.A. to face Sousa's Rams. I don't know, Jim. Give me the Rams. I don't know. Rams. Give me the Commanders on the road. Big day for... Brian Robinson and Sam Howell, I'm smelling. They're going to find a way to win against the Rams. Sorry, Mason. San Francisco 49ers are traveling to Arizona to face the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Niners. This is a no-brainer. At 4.30, the Dallas Cowboys travel to Buffalo to face the Bills. Bills need to win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive. Cowboys need to win this game to keep pace with the Eagles and the Niners. For the Cowboys. Give me the Bills. The Bills. You picked the oh. Eagles last week too, huh? I did. Sounds like you sounds like you don't want to retract that statement. I'm picking the Cowboys. <laughs> I don't want to retract my statement. I want to call well, up and cancel that paperwork filing. Hmm. The Baltimore Ravens are ten and three, and they're going to Jacksonville on Sunday night to face the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence is practicing today. He's back, but is he going to be good enough to beat the Ravens? I don't give a hoot if Trevor Lawrence is back. The Ravens are going to blow out the Jaguars. Oh, blow God. out the Jaguars? In It's hot now. Uh, it's December. Give me the but Jaguars night, at home. Uh, it's December. So I got, and it's also night. So I got Lamar Jackson, Gus Bus, Keaton Mitchell on Sunday night to watch. Yep. That's great. You're going to see them, you're gonna see them yeah. all. I lose got to say, baby. Oh, lose? Because Mason says they're going to blow them out, which scares me. I'm picking the Jaguars. I'm I not. Like that. We'll not do it. All right. And then on Monday night, you got the Philadelphia Eagles going to Seattle. Eagles on a two-game losing streak. Uh-oh. But Seattle needs a win. 12th man. <laughs> I don't know if it's enough, Jim. Nah, Eagles gonna write the ship this week. I'm taking them. 
Yeah, I'm picking Seattle. The wheels are falling off. The You're just Eagles. trying to catch up on some of these games. Yeah, I am. And I think 69 points will be scored on Monday night. So oh, yeah. that's something. Big fantasy game for the first round. Eagles versus Seahawks. A lot of uh, relevant players. Yeah, Monday night too. Monday night. All right. That was a pigskin pick'ems, which means we have to start the grill. Because sizzling hot takes are brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Finish the job. Oh, Ooh. sorry. Lost the happy, but the happy's back. I meant to say, Sousa. When you get your taste back from the COVID-19, I need you to tell me if the burgers are good. I will do that. All right. Sizzling hot takes for (laughs) week 15. Mason, I know you got a hot one. I I can't see you, but I can feel it. I can feel your aura coming through the microphone and in my ears. Yeah. All right, just kidding. Susan, what's your sizzling hot take? My hot take is that Easton Stick is going to deliver. Like I said, he's been he's been in the shadows on the Chargers team for a four years. You learn stuff. You learn the offense. You're there practicing with the team. He's not just like off the streets. Oh shit! Now I got to start. He's like, no. He's been waiting for this moment. For all his life, oh Lord. And here he goes. The Raiders aren't that great. They can hang with him. I think he's Glenn still has his face in his palm, not even looking at me. I think Easton Stick is going to deliver. They're going to win the game. And as a fantasy quarterback, I think he can get t- 18 to 20 points. Yeah? You think? I think so. You starting him this week? I don't have him. Oh. Easton Stick is going to deliver. Put it on a shirt is what Craig says. Easton Stick. It sounds like a freaking like a Madden. It sounds uh, like a rookie from like the 2030 draft. It sounds they, like they a just auto-generate. It sounds like an item, like a collectible, like a, like a good luck charm. <laughs> Dad, you got my Easton Stick? It's a literally it's a, it's a sport item. It's, it's a hockey stick. It's a baseball Easton bat. Stick. Then we yeah, I had Funny a muffler. Um, to that, Sousa, I say Mason. Or it's like a Tony Hawk move. Sounds like a modern brand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just that Eastern stick. Mason? uh, All right. Is your aura back? Yeah, yeah, I'm back. All right, cool. No, 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 no. So this week, Derrick Henry is going up against the Houston Texans, whose ass he normally eats, and he's going to do that this week. Eats ass? Yeah. Uh? Especially because the Texans don't have the offense. If if C.J. Stroud doesn't play, it's going to be Davis Mills. The game's going to be close. Derrick Henry's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to roll. He's going to have 25-plus. So. Oh, Oh, yes. <laughs> I hope you're right. My sizzling hot take is a continuance off of last week where I said the Kansas City Chiefs would not lose another game for the rest of this year. It starts in New England. Patrick Mahomes throws for 350, four touchdowns, 
two of those touchdowns go to, you guessed it, Kadarius Tony. Ha! Tony. <laughs> that was Sizzling Hot Takes brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Well, what? I mean, what? I was, your hot take, they're, fa- they're playing like four backup quarterbacks with the Patriots, the Raiders, the Bengals, and the Chargers. So, yeah, they'll probably win. But the idea that they're like gonna stop to the Super Bowl, no. This is not they, the same Chiefs of year of yesteryear. You gotta you gotta understand this. One, you can't interrupt me when I'm doing the outro Der Burgers. We lose money that Sorry. Way. Two, as long as number 15's on the field, anything's possible. As long as number 19's on the line, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Listen, the great ones find a way to make everyone better. What's different? What's different from the guys that Tom Brady had, right? On offense, I just don't see it. Tompkins, Chris Hogan. That's what I'm saying. Jenny Mentola. Jenny Mentola. Um, (laughs) I just don't see it. The great ones find a way. He did it last year. He did it last year. What shittier guys, maybe? Juju. Come on. Kelsey was better. I think Juju would be welcomed this year. That's it's, a lot. Uh, it's not Juju's got exponentially worse this I year. I think they the also have been they've been shooting themselves in the foot in the sense that like for some reason Rasheed Rice is on a snap count. Um every game he only plays like fifty percent of the snaps, which makes no sense. He's their best wide receiver. Uh, Craig says, who's the dismissing Chiefs D? Interesting. Chiefs D's better this year, too. It's the offensive oh, side of the ball. Chiefs They're just to figure here. it out. And with number 15, why not? Why can't you figure it out? Randy Reed, why can't you figure it out? Is it, is it because of Eric the Enemy? <laughs> Eric the Enemy? I'm just about done, guys. I hope you both have great luck this week, but not... I, I, don't, I don't really care. I don't care what happens next week. I'm still going to be here. Uh, we're still going to have people in the playoffs. I'm still going to be trying to avoid the toilet bowl. Good luck to you guys. If you win, you win. Yeah, good luck, Mason. If you lose, you Thanks, lose. Thanks, Susan. Same to you, man. Jeez. This time next week, we'll be talking, and I'm either going to be depressed with a gun in my mouth, or <laughs> I'll be happy with a kazoo in my mouth. But Same. You, won't have, you won't have COVID. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully. All right, Mason, anything to add? Uh, no, I just want to say good luck to everyone who's in the playoffs. Good luck for uh, you and the Constellation Ladder, Glenn. For the record, I don't want you to win the toilet. Thanks, man. I didn't want you to win yeah. last year. Yeah, thank you. They're um, more deserving so, people. So I hope, I hope that goes well and you don't have to worry about it. Um. But yeah, looking forward to this weekend. Hopefully, I can pull something out. You know, Jake's got a good team. We're going to find out. But for now, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye bye.